stocking up for your St. Patty's Day party? I know I am. I'm a huge fan of dark beers, and Total Wine & More is my one-stop shop with their huge selection of stouts and porters. Maybe you're just looking for a bold wine to pair with your mom's hearty Irish stew. Total Wine knows exactly the cab that'll pair perfectly. I'm looking forward to those sweet St. Patrick's Day treats, too. I found an awesome recipe for an Irish mudslide. My friends at Total Wine & More have all the ingredients to make it happen and stay in my budget. Whether I'm hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine & More has me covered. Oh, you know what? So just ask them. They got, they know what they're doing. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Why are you, why are you doing this? Excuse me. <laughs> what, uh, what'd you guys get? Oh, why do you want to know? Because we're about to order. But, uh, you have a menu. Yeah, but I figured, you know, you're the experts. Why not copy you? Why would you think we're the experts? Chinese. Ayah. That doesn't make us an expert on food. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. I mean, if there was a table of fat people and a table of skinny people, I'd ask the fat people what they were getting, because they're a little more expert at eating than the skinny people. Anyway, return to your meal. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is gold. You're listening to League of Ordinary Gentlemen Curbcast, Season 10, Episode 8. Elizabeth, Margaret, and Philip. That's the name of the episode. That's not who we are, but I'm Matt Derson. <laughs> Clay Inferno. <laughs> yeah, that's a reference to the royal family, of course, and uh, and the crown, which yes, is they like make a too reference good of a to joke that. To that's in the title, and like the joke doesn't come till later. But yeah, I, I was like already like I'm going to say the crown before we get to that joke because <laughs> I love that show and. That is what the title is referencing and a couple things that happened with Cheryl's sister. You know, I was thinking because last, I think last week or, or a couple weeks ago, maybe I made a reference to like the, the, the name of the episode. I was like, oh, they should have, they should have called it something else or whatever. Like I said, oh, they should have called it that instead. It would have been funnier or whatever. But I like sometimes they make, it's not like. The title of the episode is sometimes sort of a, a more subtle, like not the obvious joke. It's like the secondary joke, you know. So, like the other, I mean, in my mind, section anyway. was just yeah, like that was pretty obvious. obvious. Yeah, yeah, but Pink I guess it was tank. so. I, I guess, <laughs> I guess you're right. Like, yeah. So the ugly section was on the nose, but the week before that, I, I forget what the joke was. I was like, oh, they should have called it that. But I like sometimes they go the other way. You know, they they go the unobvious way. But yeah. Uh, this this is a reference to the royal family and uh, John Hamm's favorite show, apparently The Crown. <laughs> yeah, how great is that show? <laughs> I've never even seen it. Have, I I I have to say I've never. Is it an HBO thing? Are they referencing uh, Netflix? Netflix? Oh, it's a Netflix thing. Okay. And yeah, it has Matt Smith, who was a Doctor Who as as Prince Philip. Ah yes. And there's now a. What they did was they recast um, with another Doctor Who actor. But, I mean, they they recast her because they have, like, an old... Season 3 is is Olivia Coleman mm-hmm. is, is the queen. Uh, and, like, because she's older. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They go through, like, the period, different periods of time. So they recast everybody. It's Claire Foy... Was the first queen. She was the first queen, I see. 
Um, and as she gets closer to the age she's now. She sort of aged out. Of yes, she's kind of the age. She's been around. She's been alive for so long. She's so old. <laughs> God save the queen and all that. I'm no disrespect. I'm just no. Of course, it's true. You can disrespect her. I don't care. <laughs> oh, Vanessa Kirby. She, yeah, we know she's not our queen. She's not even a. I mean, what is a queen? She's. I mean, she's just a. I don't know. Well, I'd rather have her run in the country well, than our president. We're not going to smash the, an, the monarchy right. today. Just, I'm sorry. We're talk I'm about sorry. Yeah. Curb your enthusiasm. Yes, we're going to talk about curb enthusiasm. So let's get into it. Sorry, I got distracted. But this episode is called. Uh, yeah. So let's just. It's called Elizabeth, Margaret, and Philip. It starts off Larry and Jeff. Talking uh, about Larry, Manny Petties. Yeah, Larry says, Have you ever had a Manny Petty? And Jeff says, He's had a manicure. But never. And Larry rightly points out that other than the testicles, the toes are the most disgusting part of the body. <laughs> yeah. You I, are. I, <laughs> I also. I know this. There's certain kinds of people and things you don't like. You definitely don't like. Uh, Seeing like a, a shirtless dude or um, feet. You don't like feet. Feet are right. I mean, shirtless dude. Well, all right. I mean, it depends on the circuit. If I go to the beach, well, I'm not like. I, I don't want to flat out high, say but. what what you're really racist against. But let's just say if you saw a, a, a shirtless Jeff Garland, you would not be <laughs> pleased. I would not. No, I wouldn't be pleased with that. But if And if he didn't have shoes on, that would be just be the ultimate. Yeah. Don't so, go swimming yeah. with him. Feet are feet. I can't stand. Ugh. Anyways. All right. So Jeff tells him that John Hamm is playing an Larry David type writer. Uh, they make a reference to a, a, a Seinfeld um, writer. I don't even know. I'm going to actually, I should look him up because I don't even know if he's real. Hobie Smith, right? They, I think they said. I looked it up. Was, he's not real. Okay. He's not real. But his name is Hobie. I don't know. That's funny. But anyways, uh, well, thank you for doing the research there. So anyway, he's... I'm stuck in bed. What else am I going to do? <laughs> well, there you go. It, 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 it worked this time. All right. So anyway, he wants to follow Larry around to see how, you know, so he can get some idea how to play the part. And you always hear about that, like Hollywood people doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that for uh, uncut gems. He followed some people around that were that were jewelers in the, in the jewelry district in in New York. And it, it happens. It's a regular thing that actors do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hear about it, like cops, of course, a lot, of course. Like oh, they yeah, have like a ride along. Have a ride along. Yeah. Didn't that that they did on Breaking Bad? Remember they that was sort of uh, how he met. Um, what's his name? And like the it was like the first or second ep- it was like the first episode I think of yeah. Breaking Bad. He took him on yeah. a. Yeah. So anyway, Susie and Cheryl walk in and Jeff says Susie and he are not getting along at all. And um, Larry seems not very surprised. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so but Cheryl comes that in. That's the dynamic anyways, except for. Right, right, right. But I love that. Larry, like he's not he doesn't feel bad for him or anything. He's almost like probably happy. But anyways, so Cheryl says uh, her sister is selling the house that Larry. Okay. Here we're going to get into some trouble, I suppose. So Larry and Cheryl bought Cheryl's sister a house. I mean, they were married 15. Okay. We're in season 10 though, right? This is the first time she's been on the show, right? No. 
No. No. She's been on the Christmas. Uh, I remember she's been on a, probably a few. I remember distinctly the Christmas one where Larry ate the cookies. Um, oh, yeah. he, he just thought they were. He just thought they were animal crackers, and he ate like a whole nativity scene and and all that. Anyway, Cheryl's sister was on that episode. She didn't have and a big it, part, but it is the same actor. That was like yeah, before it's always sunny, probably like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a long time ago. It was probably yeah. I mean, the show's been on for twenty years. It was probably like two thousand three or something. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, she's been on before. So. Now, here's where we get into a lot of trouble. Or I'm going to get into a lot of trouble, if anyone listened, which they don't. But so well, Are we all on Jeff, John Hamm, and Larry's side here? I think we probably are. <laughs> so I'll fall on all that right. sword. I'll fall on that sword. All, all right, time. good. You, so you agree with me. You, you think Larry – okay, th- so the debate is if you didn't watch the show, Larry thinks if she sells the house, he gets his money back. Yes. Right? At least – Gets and, his money back. He bought the house. It's his money. Like so, if she sells it. It's his. It's his money. And right. And, uh, if if we, for me to make my point, we'd have to jump ahead to when he talks to Becky about it. So I don't know if I should wait or tell it. Yeah, well, let, let's table it for a minute because I got another. I, I there's two things I think at play here, which is really. And but I guess yes. I, okay, but if we're, we're taking <laughs> step by step, I'll agree with you. Yes, like. Larry should get his money back. Larry should get and his money back. Maybe he should split it with Cheryl. Well, he's well. Maybe. Okay, I this is what do you. What do you? I, I I wondered about that too because Cheryl does say a couple times. Well, we bought the house. Yeah, we bought the house. And then if he's like not trying to get back into Cheryl's good graces, but just like <laughs> friendly, get along with Cheryl in his life, then he, then he sells the house and then they split the money. You know, because like when you divorce, you like get. I, I guess. Right. right. Well, I, no, I'm okay. saying like, and because he can, <laughs> all this stuff, even if it's the house, he can afford it. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, well, uh, it's, it's a drop in the bucket to him anyway, but he wants to get money. It's it's principle. It's a matter of principle. Yeah. With Larry. yeah wh- whether, whether Larry gets half or 100%, I think you should have. Half or a hundred percent, and I, if he gave it to Cheryl, I don't think that's the craziest idea to like give some of the money to Cheryl. I, All I, right, I know that's that's perfectly valid. I, I wonder. I don't know. I guess we don't really know the nature of. Uh, okay, when Cheryl and Larry were married fifteen years ago, let's say she said it was fifteen years ago. Cheryl mentioned fifteen. She lived in the house for fifteen years. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that when he says – when she says we bought the house, I mean, do you think it's Larry's money though? I mean, Larry is rich. Well, Larry yeah, is but unbelievably when you rich. get married, you're the married one. But I think well, if you were to say like in a Hollywood situation without a prenup, when you right. get married, those assets – Larry and Cheryl's assets are the same. They're the same assets that bought the house was the two of theirs money, even though Larry earned it on Seinfeld. Well, I uh, hope if you get married someday, you keep that, keep that, keep that attitude. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, I mean, okay, let me just, I don't even know how I feel about it, I guess. I mean, I, you're right. It, it, that makes the most sense to have it. Yes. We bought the house, but and I don't because know. Because he's not, doesn't 
besides whether he wants to get back together with Cheryl at all, it doesn't really matter. Like, but right. he wants to like not have her hate him because she didn't give him some of the money that, you know, it's probably worth it for him to give her. Yeah. I don't think he thinks, I don't think he sees it that way right at the bat, but I mean, I didn't think it's, it's not even, that's not even the issue here. So we don't even have to bring it up. But you're right. I mean, they were married. It was their money. Cheryl probably picked the house. I mean, for that, for all we know, but anyways, the, the whole point of it is, but then, I mean, then it starts like, it gets heated. You know, like, yeah, it gets heated, of course. <laughs> yeah, what do we do? And she's in la- uh, I guess Cheryl thinks like she lived there for 15 years. It's her house. If she lived there for like two months, like Larry, then Larry has a point. You can't. They they should get their money back. But she lived there for 15 years. It was her house. And of course, Susie's and then, there to be like, it was a yeah. gift. You know? You fucking Yeah, like Susie's all mad. So, um... Cheryl says, I'm not going to – if you want to go and try to get your money, you do it. I'm not going to do that. And Larry does a, a sort of very bad Kramer impression when he says, says oh, you, oh, you better believe I'll do it. And Jeff is like, is that a character? He's like, yeah, that's Kramer. I thought that was pretty <laughs> – oh, you better believe. <laughs> the second time through well, be, was a little yeah. better than the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. He says, oh, oh I'll be – yeah. So – it's pretty funny, but uh, so next scene, John Hamm. Of all the guest stars they've had this season, and they've had a lot of like famous people on this season of Curb. This is he is by far my favorite. John Hamm is amazing and in this episode. Funny comedic actor. He always wanted to be a comedic actor. I suggested yeah. a week or two ago. Watch Kimmy Schmidt. He's in that. Uh, he's hilarious in that. Every time he does comedy, this bridesmaids, bridesmaids is good. Fucking the dude is hilarious. He really he is, is hilarious. It's so funny because now, like anytime he's on yeah. doing comedy, he's really good at it. Yeah, he really is, and it's funny because he played you know, Don Draper so serious, you know, and everyone kind of knows him as Don Draper, but uh, he is he's got some comedy chops. And one of my, so, I, I didn't come up with it, but. Imagine John Hamm Batman. Oh, very good. Imagine. He's a little old, isn't he? No? Yeah, you know yeah. The... but look at Affleck. I mean, you know. Yeah, well, look at Affleck. Actually, he well, wasn't that, bad. Affleck that, was the best part of that movie. Batman, <laughs> because of The Dark Knight Returns, and right. Batman Beyond, and Year One, you can have a Batman that's pick an age, and that's where Batman right. is. You know no, I mean, he's, he's not old. He's not so old that he has to be like Batman Beyond old, but he seems a little old to be to get in that kind of shape. You know, I mean, I, but yeah. whatever. I mean, he, oh, he would be great. I'm sure he'd be I, great. I, great, great, great Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Draper Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Absolutely. All right. So, anyways, they're at lunch. They're talking. John Hamm is taking notes. He's and he's he loves it. And um, so they're just talking and that. They, they want to order. I think that he's gonna break with Larry when Larry starts to like act up a little bit, but he's just like, "Oh no, this is great!" Like, yeah, he he builds in a little time where you think, "Oh, he's going one way with this," and then he's like, 
Oh, fuck. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Ridiculous. So what happens is the menu is so big. They're at a Chinese restaurant. Their menu is so big. They don't want to look at it. And Larry says, let's ask them what they got. Because it's a table of Chinese people oh my sitting God. next this to them. Is, and Larry, this is where we're going to get in trouble. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not saying anything either. Now it's what we didn't say. So you would never do this, right, in real life. You would never do this in a Chinese restaurant, ask Chinese people what, you know, what they're ordering. And you're right. John Hamm, for a second, almost looks like he's like, what are you doing? And he doesn't, you know what I mean? He seems like he doesn't approve. But after Larry asks and they're like, what, do you think just because we're Chinese? We, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and John Hamm goes, this is gold. <laughs> it's so good it's so and i was good. like i was wondering like because i know they don't write scripts i'm like oh did john ham come up with that line he absolutely or did, did. He absolutely or i was did. i mean he probably did but like he loved I, it's perfect the line is perfect his delivery is perfect and he because he's laughing as he does it he's writing down he's like this is gold so i was just like man that's brilliant. I hope he just came up with that. Or I don't know if somebody what, Larry said, dude, you know when, what? When Carve over and you're like looking for something to watch, you have to watch Kim, Kimmy Trent. You have to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> Especially the the um the the John Ham parts. You'll you'll fucking love it. Alright. He plays like um he plays like an old like uh what do you call it? He plays like a preacher that like keeps Kimmy Schmidt in a bunker. And with all these other girls, and, and they like are supposed to worship him. He's like a cult leader, and <laughs> they it's so incredibly funny. And, and oh, I know Rachel will love it too if she hadn't seen it. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, she has. I wanted to say another funny. So uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Between Two Ferns. I think we talked about it a little bit on our other podcast, but uh, it's the Zach Galifianakis. I haven't seen the movie yet. Oh well, John Hamm is in the movie, and Zach Galifianakis like goes to like an autograph signing that he's doing and he just says hey w- can i interview you for my cable access show and john ham goes okay let's do it and, and he just tells everyone in line at the autograph signing he's like I'm sorry everyone we have to put this on hold because i do everything that anyone asks me to do and he just <laughs> 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 so good so anyways uh the next scene they're at the newsstand the same newsstand that Vince Vaughn and Larry were at uh, earlier in yeah, the, with the uncle and the yeah the, the blow up the, doll the porn and everything yeah I, I, and I I wondered what then why they go to a newsstand but I guess whatever and Larry's telling them about Schmohawk and John Ham is taking notes Schmohawk so then the uh, I don't know what the attendant or whatever you call this guy who works at the newsstand comes over and he says hey no browsing and Larry's like I got it you can't stand browsing. And then they have, for this episode's requisite bathroom humor, I guess you call it. <laughs> right. Larry says, I thought of that, too, how, how, much, how much bathroom humor we're getting. Yeah, this is a, there's, this it's like a every, lot. Every, yeah, every episode has, has a lot of, I mean, at least yeah, one. when you're an old man, you think about it a lot. That's, that's true. Yeah, I guess you're right. So they asked, well, Larry asked him, after he chastised them for browsing at his newsstand, he said, you, you don't, you buy, then, then you browse or whatever is their slogan. But he says, uh, where, where do you go to the bathroom at this job? And he says, I don't go. 
Larry's <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't go? And the, John Hamm is also apoplectic. He's like, wait a minute. The whole shift and you don't go? So Larry says, you know what? I'll watch the stand. You go to the bathroom. Because the guy's like, yeah. oh, I really got to go. And he gives him the apron and everything. I, I love. I love he gives him the apron. And then the guy runs off to go to the bathroom. And he says, oh, I really appreciate it. Then they get into this whole, like, what that means when you say, I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, and then Lewis shows up. Yeah, that's right. Lewis drives by and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Because he thinks he sees Larry working at a, at a, <laughs> at a newsstand. So they're going to go to dinner. They haven't been out to dinner in a while. And he wants to invite his new girlfriend, Michelle. She's a CEO. Yeah, I know she's a CEO. Like, yeah, what does that matter? Who cares? She's, I guess just that she makes good money. Oh, too. Lewis and David, uh, Lewis and Larry uh, always have like a new girlfriend. Like all the time. I know, I know. I know. I was looking at it, I was like, this guy, how does he get a new girlfriend? Look at Lewis. He's I mean, he's rich, I guess. Just like they said. But anyways, um he's he wants to bring his, his girlfriend to dinner and Larry says, No. <laughs> he's like, No. He just vetoes it right away. And Lewis is like, Fine, I'll lie to come up with something. Or he's like, Fine, I'll come up with something to tell her that she can't come. So the guy comes back and he's like, what do I owe you? And Larry's like, nothing. And he says, oh, that pisses worth at least 10 easy. That <laughs> was a great line. And Larry goes, a $10 piss. So I like, too, that, like, they have these ridiculous constructs of Larry watching the guy's newsstand, but, like, doesn't know how to, Larry probably doesn't know how to use, like, a POS or have access to this guy's cash or anything. Which right, is also like, something I think about when he's opening this store. He's like never had to touch money for a job in his life. Uh, well, you know, that's why Leon is handling everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Leon, he goes back to Leon. He tells him about this this thing at the newsstand and he's, he says uh, he has this idea for this new, he calls it an app. He's, and Leon says, it's going to be like the P Amazon. <laughs> I wrote that down too. And like Poober. Leon. Oh, is that what he Poober? Leon no, tells us. It's too close. Yeah. He tells this really gross story about pissing in a Gatorade, an empty Gatorade bottle, and then forgetting he did it and drinking it because he thought it was like yellow Gatorade. You know? <laughs> He's like, you know how many, how many times I did that? Once. And Larry's like, thanks for telling me that story. So they, they decide to call it Gotta Go. So there you go. Larry's new business venture. This is well, very much. Have, um, I guess they don't. They didn't make an app. They no, they never made an app. Business cards and like went yeah. around and handed out the business cards. And then got a few clients right away. Yeah, I think it would have, you know, had it picked up steam, maybe it would have been an app. But uh, this is very, this is very George. Well, first of all, it's very George Costanza to ask, um, where did he go to the bathroom? I want to say. I think it's very Costanza. Because right. there was the episode where George – it's a little different, but George was uh, – when he was engaged to Susan, I guess it was Susan's uncle or somebody owned a, a clothing store in New York. And the security guard just had to stand there all the time. And George said – 
you don't, they don't give you a chair? And he's like, no. He's like, well, if I brought you a chair, would you sit? And he's like, yeah, probably. So, Jer- so George brings in a chair. <laughs> so the security guard like falls asleep while he's sitting there and the store gets robbed. But I don't know. That, that reminded me of, Reminded me of this, and uh, but the also season- on the the reunion season too, like where they had an app tells you where you can go to the bathroom. Yeah, George had the eye toilet app. <laughs> yeah. It tells you where the the best, cleanest bathrooms in New York were. So it's just like a uh, continual running gag. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> all the way through Seinfeld to now. Yeah, but the gotta go thing seems like a Kramer idea that he would watch people's things while they go to the bathroom. So it's almost like it's this weird amalgamation of all the, but it's all Larry David, I guess is, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. So he goes to Cheryl's sister, Becky's house now, uh, because Larry wants to convince her to and give him very sad Klezmer music. And like, Oh, the house like is walking all slow. And the, yeah. And it does that movie thing where like, they take the top screw out of the number so that the number like swings down. <laughs> like in a horror I know. movie, it's like always in horror movies. Nine nine nine. Like, oh, yeah. oh six six six. six. Yeah. <laughs> so uh but it's absolutely oh. disgusting in there. Yeah, it's it the house is a mess and she's also a mess. She's dressed like a slob. Sweat she's pants. just wearing her Uggs and pants and whatever. Yeah. Oh, and we should also point out that she hates Cheryl. And we didn't mention this earlier, but yeah, Cheryl, she calls Cheryl like Queen Elizabeth or whatever. Yeah, you know? There is like, there's obviously the real life queen and, and her, her sister, but the major drama yeah. in the crown is this relationship. So it's this is like referencing the crown more than uh-huh. the real thing. I see. I see. I mean, not that it matters, but if you've seen the show, you know why. Because well, yeah. So she, they, yeah, they hate each feels, other. Margaret always feels like, oh, you know, like she was chosen, and like she gets. Margaret's always like in the press because they're criticizing her and stuff like that. And she's always like, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> yeah, sisters, man. Huh? It's the same thing, you know. And it did happen in real life, but they they right. are kind of like playing off of the show. All right. So I guess I don't know if this is where you want to bring up. So Larry points out he doesn't want to make money, I guess, off if she sells the house, he wants his investment back. That is yes. he doesn't say if because he thinks she's gonna make a profit, although maybe looking at the state of the house, he's 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 not too happy because he thinks no, no. he's like he, he trying knows. to sell the house. He knows that yeah. even in a soft like market like if you bought a house and and i think even even charles like says oh she's gonna sell the house meaning that it's worth more now right it's gonna be money like so everybody knows there's gonna be more money like so if you bought it for half a million it's probably worth 750 by now i think he actually mentioned seven hundred thousand dollars i think he actually that was I think that yeah. was actually a, a figure that was mentioned. So he wants but I don't that think back. That he paid. I don't even think that in L.A. and ten or fifteen years ago, you paid three quarters of a million dollars. I think he paid less. So the seven hundred fifty is the total. I, I think that seven hundred fifty or seven hundred, whatever he said, that's what it's going to sell for. And then if you take out 
whatever he paid for it, then there's going to be, then there's going to be also like the profit. So he just wants she to get the money to, back that he put. He in. just wants his initial right, right, right. So then she starts crying, saying and that he, her life. He, you know, he folded really quick to the <laughs> the girl. Well, but he did and, make like a funny kind of like uh like rolling his eyes kind of. <laughs> face and she's like oh, my boyfriend left me and, and, he, and, and he was polish and he just wanted to get a visa <laughs> i didn't hear what she said initially i had to like, go back when i yeah. watched it the second time i had subtitles on and i went back and i was like he was polish and he had needed a visa yeah, that's pretty good that she fall for that. She, she's kind of like an idiot, I guess. Like, but yeah, he folds pretty quick. He says, "Fine, keep it, keep everything." Yeah. And she's like, "You're so nice." And then she kisses him, and then yeah, so, one thing yeah, that was that happen. was my only thing about the money too was it's either let's it's either that like let's call it seven hundred fifty thousand dollars all come back to Larry and he gives half of it to Cheryl or you know what but what Larry does I wouldn't have even thought of like you sell the house you keep the money that I paid for the house you keep that I just want the I just want the profit off it it's like a it's like cashing in like a you know a savings bond or whatever you know I just want the profits well it's funny because Cheryl never really I don't Cheryl never made it reference to wanting the money I, I think cheryl thought it's her money it's it's you know it's her money it's her house that she is selling so yeah but it's kind i don't of, think cheryl thinks that it's larry's money right but she does not she but she does kind of like say something to larry like well if you want to talk to her about that right i don't but want to be involved yeah she just doesn't want to be involved because i don't think she thinks it's her house you know and her money so Anyways, but they had sex, and that was the, that was like the 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 main thing that we're supposed to. Because then he tells Jeff in the next scene, and Jeff, they talk about how great it is to have daytime sex, and Jeff says, "Oh, you're full of energy," and um, so that's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> and Susie and Cheryl come in. She's pissed. Of course, because she said, "Did you have sex with Becky?" And of course, Larry's like his first reaction is, "Who who said so?" <laughs> and um, she did so. Eh. So uh, Susie says, "It's like prostitution," <laughs> because she <laughs> let her, you know, the whole thing with the house, and right? The so it's it's kind of funny. And then John Ham walks in. And he says, "I'm sorry, the door was ajar," and they were like, "What is John Ham doing here?" <laughs> so. And Cheryl and Susie, like, you know, like, they want to impress and talk to John Hamm, but they are also super pissed at Larry, so... Right. You know? And then when John Hamm (laughs) chimes in, uh, Cheryl says, it's actually not funny, John Hamm. (laughs) I know, they just keep calling him John Hamm. (laughs) But uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, this is great stuff, and he starts taking notes. About the whole situation. And, and pretend I'm not here. Pretend I'm That's not right. Here. He said, yeah, pretend I'm not here. So they make a funny comparison here because uh, Larry, she's mad, obviously, that, 
you can't have sex with my sister. Like you're my ex husband and all that. But he's but Larry compares it to Cheryl dating Ted. Yeah, and I love which is a fair point. I think. I think and of so course too. Jeff says Ted was like a sister to Larry. But like I think that's a totally fair point. I think after she dated Ted, it's any anything goes. Right. If he wants to go after her sister, then that's that's the way it is. I think this is right down the gender lines here. Like I think that if you were to ask a female fan of Kurt who's uh listening right now, which you're not, so I know that's right. what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we had a female on the podcast talking about the show, I feel like they would agree with Cheryl and Susie and say it's too far to go after someone's sister. Uh? Long-term relationship marriage like that. And that all of the guys would say, I think it's kind of the same thing. Like me and John Hamm and Larry and Jeff are all saying, I think it's just a split down the line. It's, it is different because you're relative, you know, to your sister. Like that's, and that uh, happens in real life all the time. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, I think, ooh, I think that ladies might vote you know, against us and we would vote uh, for Larry. I mean, you're, I, I, in my opinion, and this, I don't know, maybe you're, I don't want to bring up gender, you know, <laughs> issues. I don't know what women, would think and whatever. I'm not going to pretend to think that, but uh, in my opinion, in this issue, two wrongs do make a right. Obviously, oh, this you is, know what I'm saying. That this is, is what I, really I was not expecting that. Okay, go on. Two Cheryl shouldn't date. Shouldn't have dated Ted. That's bad. And but now Larry's kind of now he, they're not even dating. Whatever they're doing, but like yeah, he's that's bad too. But it's okay. Like I think it's just they cancel each other out in a way. Uh, do you think that? And I, I guess I don't mean it to be gendered as much as. Do you think that whoever might think that the sister does like ratchet it up to a, a level of weirdness because that's like your family, and now you're fucking with someone's family. You know, like I guess, but not well, related to anyone. No, but I feel like all right. Eh, I guess I will get into the gender thing because I feel like guys, their buddies are sort of like family in a way. You know what I mean? I mean, and it's not the yeah. it's not the same. It is weird. It's you're right. It ratchets up the weirdness. The fact that Cheryl and her sister haven't spoken in in many years, or she says, or they don't right, talk right. that much. They aren't close. Right. That that changes things a little bit. You know what I mean? They're not close. So, yeah, I don't know. The it's definitely thing comes in when when Susie Susie being like the voice of I think I'm even just bringing up gender because I think that I in my heart and more would agree with Susie and Cheryl honestly because Susie makes the point to say you know that Becky thinks that Cheryl is the queen and she's Queen Margaret and she's passed over all the time so like just because you know that like I, I think you've gone too far Larry and I think that Susie kind of has a point and I think maybe that's where that's where my I would put my chips I would put my chips over, over there with Susie and Cheryl. I might actually I might actually 
All right. Oh, well, no, she's. So you think Becky was just doing it to get back at Cheryl, or to, or even Larry was doing it to get back at Cheryl? Do you think that was just well, the those things? No, I don't necessarily think that. But I like think a revenge that, fuck. <laughs> I, I think that it is. I, I I don't I don't begrudge anybody for hooking up with anybody, but I think that because. Yeah, let's say I I think that it's just kind of like oh, all of a sudden we were hooking up. Kind of is like how Larry's explaining right. it, and that's yeah. He wasn't about to say oh no 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 this is weird. You're you're Cheryl's sister. He wasn't going to stop just like, him. He's not about the, the yeah exactly. That's what he I was think. Just like going with the flow. I think yeah. that in retrospect, when Cheryl comes in all pissed and she's like, "Well, I can't believe you like fucked my sister." Like, dude, that's not cool. Like. I think she kind of like had the point. Like he didn't do it to hurt Cheryl. And right. I just think that it happened. And then she was like, "Oh, like didn't you realize how hurtful that was to me? Like that sucks, dude. Like what the fuck?" Yeah, but I mean, you know, he didn't seem to regret it. <laughs> so no, I don't. I mean, he's, he's the worst. <laughs> he's absolutely. Yeah, but I think in his mind he probably felt pretty good because Ted, because of the Ted. And Cheryl thing. Yeah, that well, that well, is the when it's happening. He's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, in his mind while it's happening, he's probably like, yeah, you know, she hooked up with my friend Ted. Yeah, he was like a sister to me, and you know, that's right. So, all right. I mean, it, it, we could go on and on about that. I don't oh, know no, who's I, right, that's just who's like wrong. Yeah, good stuff for everybody to talk about and think about. Exactly. It left us with like a good. I don't want to say argument, but it left you with good, like where you could say, oh, I see what Jeff's saying. Yeah, it's a good debate. Saying. I see what Cheryl's saying. I see what, I see what everybody's right. kind of coming from. Right. In a way, they're not really – no one's – they're not wrong. Uh, although, yeah, I guess no Larry's one's wrong. really like but, <laughs> no one's really right. You know right. I, mean? I guess that's, that's what I'm saying. Two wrongs kind of make a right because they just cancel each other out. You did your thing. Now I'm doing this. I'm do- Larry's doing his thing. Cheryl did her thing. It's all, you know, and, and, and then Yeah, but all in the middle of this – Brilliant John Hamm comedy where he says, "What Susie talks about the the sister Margaret and yeah. the Queen thing, and then you know just a whole complete sidebar zoom in on John Hamm going, we talking about the Crown? How good is that show?'" And they kind of like Larry and Jeff and and uh, and John like kind of have a little name circle like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a great show." Yeah, and yeah, like, Hello, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, we're talking about this here. So <laughs> he's just like, "How good I know. is that show?" <laughs> perfect again, like perfect timing there. How good is that? John Hamm is so genuine too. Like he seems like he's really, like he is, he's in this. Like I, I know it wouldn't be the same, but if he was on the show every week, it would, just, it would be. I would, I'd love it even more. Yeah, that's right. Like we lost Funkhauser. Yeah, Vince Vaughn and John Hamm. <laughs> already John Hamm. Well, so okay, so the next scene they're at dinner with Lewis. We got to move on. As much as I love that debate, we got to we got to move on. So they're oh, they're having the dinner with Lewis. I love Ham is there, and he's observing how Larry is squeezing the lime in the water, and um, he's doing it exactly the same way. It's really funny. Lewis they're, is. Like it's mimic, the, like this is. I know like, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's like duck soup. It's you know, it's fucking Marx Brothers. He's like doing exactly all the motions, physical comedy. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. 
So Lewis just plops his lime in, and Larry's like, what are you doing? You don't, I don't wash these rinds. And uh, he's like, whoa, what's the difference? Uh, so Lewis in his – It's signs that wash your hands. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but they don't wash the <laughs> – Anyway, so he's more upset because John Hamm can come to dinner, but his girlfriend can't. And he's and so they're gonna they they have this funny thing about watching their P's and Q's, which I think is funny. Like who even says? No, he says he also like they they also say like uh, Lewis says, "I'm irked by something." Yeah, that's right. I'm irked. You're irked irked by this. So this this is a big part though because this is of course in curved fashion this goes this has far reaching effects. So he says he had to lie to his girlfriend about why he it just had to be him and Larry. And he tells her that he told her that he has this bleeding rectum problem and Larry is very upset about it and uh, and Larry's really upset about this lie. He's like why do you he's like what do you you couldn't come up with anything else? Like you, th- I, I could have come up with ten better lies than that. <laughs> uh, thousands, thousands. Yeah, I think he's a thousand. Yeah, he's like, what are you talking? What you-, you give me that one? A bleeding rectum. He's like, it was <laughs> the best I could come up with. So, while they're debating that, John Hamm chimes in and he says he feels that they had an appetizer there, and he feels that uh, it was like hummus and bread. Yeah, and Lewis has eaten more than his allotment. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's mostly gone. You like no, it is. I was hoping he was going to do a double dip reference, but he didn't. But um, yeah, the hummus is almost all gone, and he feels that. I mean, like it's a three person thing, so they should have all had a third. But Lewis has eaten at least half. So all this did when uh, John Hamm was brilliantly doing his Larry David impression by just saying, like, a very Larry David thing. It wasn't like he was necessarily, you know, well, it comes up later, too, but he's not acting. He's just, like, kind of right. slowly becoming. Yeah, yeah, Larry. he is. Sort of, I think he sees and the point. Like, he sees sweating Larry. Because I also kind of don't mean to, but I think it's, like, the alcoholic part of me where I'm, I, like, <laughs> am always thinking, like, that exact thing like oh i am i am i gonna have can i have that jalapeno popper or is it oh it, it go over my allotment if i have that one but it's the last yeah. one there no one else is eating it should i have it who's gonna be mad at me i like to <laughs> think about that for real well it's very similar to the christian slater um thing from a few seasons ago Do you remember that where he he ate more shrimp he had already had his allotment of shrimp at the party and Larry David got mad at him. So it's very similar to that. And I think that's, I think they're directly referencing it. In fact, I think that is a definite callback for sure. Um, that John Hamm, even using the word allotment, I think is a funny and Lewis that way or my, Oh, I know. I think that way a lot. I'm, I'm, I I always ask, I'm always like, is it, is anyone gonna, uh, can I, would anyone mind if, you know what I mean? Like, and of course they're not going to say, yes, you know, if you have like pitchers, so it's like, oh, oh yeah, I've no, had like two beers out of that pitcher. Yeah, I mean, I've probably done that once or up. twice, but uh, you know what? I mean, uh, maybe I'm too much of a boozer, but like, I feel like you should just 
drink a little faster. I don't know. Like, what do you want? Like, let's get some more. You're not shy about getting another pitcher. No, no, absolutely. I don't really drink. I haven't had a pitcher in a long time for for one thing because I tend to choose my beers like I have very specific. You have, want, you have, a, whole, wants you have a whole thing going on with that. that yeah, and I'm not just going to be like, oh, let's get a pitcher of butt or whatever. I mean, not to make fun of people who do that because, you know what, they probably save a lot of money because I spend a lot of money and buy my own beers all the time. But oh, yeah. we don't get – I don't know. I don't really get pitchers anymore, and so I don't worry about it too much with that. Just anything you share, like pizza. But pizza definitely. Pizza is one thing that – because I always want to eat more pizza. Yeah, you know me. I can't not eat pizza. So like, if it's sitting there, I, I, I really think that if it's the two of us, well, let's get enough that you need. Maybe somebody's leaving with some. Even like, let's get a yeah. couple pizzas. Let's not, well, you like, can get never be like, oh, that's yeah. maybe that's not going to be enough. It's just like, no, it, let's just get two. You can never have too much pizza, right? I mean, you go. Just order as much as you. It's not going to go bad. You're going to bring it home. Somebody right, else bring it home and eat it. I mean, what is? It, it's fine. I don't understand. I don't, people, I, I, I don't like. That's one thing I don't like. If I'm ordering pizzas with people and they're kind of like, "Well, that sounds like a lot." I'm like, "It's okay. Tomorrow you'll you'll be glad." Yeah, don't worry you, about it. It, it. Yeah. The difference between four pizzas and five pizzas. Get the five. Exactly. Get an extra cheese. Pizza. Exactly. Exactly. It's not going to go to waste. <laughs> it's certainly not. So I don't know if that's a Larry thing or not, but I mean, I I, I don't. But but yeah, if there's like a shared appetizer I'm kind, kind of, of thinking thing. about the just the math you're doing in your head and like decisions <laughs> you're making at the table, like oh, should I go in there for a little bit more of that? Yeah. Or not? I would yeah, not want someone it's, going. It's, I, I do that. I, no, I, and I don't want to be that someone, obviously. But um, I'm yeah, sure I've but done you're it. Right. I would probably ask too. Does anybody want? I would probably ask, but it's funny because they're not going to say no. They're not going to say, "Oh no, I do want that." What are you doing? You can't. You know what I mean? Because they're not going to be rude. So I'm sort of. I sort of win either way because I get the food. (laughs) But at least you're polite if you ask. (laughs) Yeah. No. Exactly. You're right. I'm being polite. So Lewis is upset. He's like, "Well, I didn't know there was a rule book," and they said it's an unwritten rule. They both say it at the same time, which I thought was funny. Pick yeah. up their drink and drink it and yeah. ah, at the same time. Yeah. And he says, Oh my god, there's two Larry Davids. So uh David yes. Lewis. It's happening. Oh, thank you. So the next scene, Jeff shows up at Larry's house. He has been thrown out. Susie threw him out because he agreed with Larry on the whole Becky situation. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Again, they're not upset about like jeff seems pretty happy actually and larry's definitely happy right and he's like come on in bedrooms upstairs like so that's that's a good that's a good friend for him uh but he has to leave he's on his way to becky's house and the next scene is the montage they are clearing out the house he throws away her bong it's pretty funny (laughs) she's like oh he throws away everything. Um, they show the clean house, and then the next thing, the s- sold. It says uh, on the sign, so that's pretty cool. House sells, and um, yeah, apparently she yeah, keeps the money. Montage. Yeah. Throw her bong. Yep. 
So and uh, they hug Larry and Becky, and then John Hamm sort of comes in off screen and hugs them both. Just <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, so, anyways, the next scene I thought was pretty hilarious. He's telling Leon about the bleeding rectum lie that Lewis had, and he yeah. says, "What is like Lewis? Leon is coming up with all kinds of like weird." He makes a reference to the Dutch boy with his finger. Like, how do you even treat that? You put a finger up your little Dutch boy with a finger up your ass or whatever. Like, it's just ridiculous. So funny. <laughs> like a little Dutch boy. You wear a little Dutch. He just went off like on a Leon, perfectly describing something <laughs> hilariously. His little hat and his, yeah. <laughs> just like when he was like boop boop a doop. Yeah, and he's got like, these like crazy ideas. His little wooden but, shoes. <laughs> With his finger up your asshole. So, anyways, now, but they're doing the gotta go thing. They they, they go up with the business card. Leon says for a dollar a minute, he he'll he'll watch, whatever. Like they go to a parking lot. Leon's gonna watch it for a dollar a minute. The guy, you know, so the guy can go to the bathroom. And, and that's another montage. It's actually kind of funny because we just had a montage, but that's all right. Um, and they show him doing all kinds of tasks. Just so, and like he's shining this guy's shoes and he spits on them. And the guy says, What are you doing? And he says, You ever heard of a spit <laughs> yeah. shine? And then the guy's like, No, get the get out of here. Get out of here. And so like he starts to leave and he says, Tips are appreciated. And the guy's like, I'm not giving you shit. He's like, I don't give a shit. I don't work here. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so that's how gotta go. It's working though. It's they're making money off it. Yeah. So so they go to the dinner party. Now Larry has to pretend, I guess, that he has a bleeding rectum because this is Le- this is Lewis's dinner party with his girlfriend, and uh, this is like the big. We've seen the you know this is part of this was on the the season trailer, but uh, so she's afraid of him sitting on all the furniture because she's afraid to bleed all over it. And they made a and reference just, to buying a new dining room set. He's about yeah. to sit on a little tiny uh, couch cushion. Yeah. So, like, they did make a reference to, like, she just bought, like, new dining room furniture and everything like that, I guess. So um, she's really nervous that he's going to bleed all over her new stuff. So, yeah, and they keep showing his ass, and it's pretty funny. So they, they go to the dinner table. Everybody has a place setting, and Larry has a wooden chair, like, just like a crappy wooden chair at his seat. Yeah, it's like from so he. So he goes to Lewis. He's like, "Can I talk to you for? Uh, can I talk to you for a second? So he goes in there and he says, "I'm going to blow your bullshit story <laughs> wide open if you don't get me a real chair." So Lewis asks his girlfriend to come in. And he says, "Hey, you know, Larry's really would like a chair. You know, he's she's like, no, he's going to bleed all over." And he's and he says, "I'd really appreciate it." Which they bring that, which I like. They brought that back again. And she goes, "Oh, he really he said that? Okay." It really yeah. does work for for Lewis. It really does. Yeah. But I love it. He says to her, oh, I wouldn't lie to you, which is really funny because that's what this whole thing is. This whole thing is a lie. Yeah. Larry obviously doesn't have a bleeding rectum. So Larry gets his chair. And Lewis comes up with this stupid story. Oh, it was in the garage. I, it was covered in plastic wrap. I thought it was my grandmother's ghost or something like that. It's a ridiculous story. <laughs> so. They're talking it. So John Hamm is there still. I don't know how many days he's been following. Him, but it's pretty funny. So um, 
his sitcom character is named Lawrence Dean. Oh, this writer that he's playing who wrote a sitcom. He's known for this one sitcom, which is basically Larry. He's known as, his name is Lawrence Dean. And apparently he stole the idea from a show in Australia. And nobody knows it. And Larry's like, what? Like Larry's like mad now because he thinks that, like, he's going to get accused or I guess of stealing Seinfeld or something like that. But anyway, so it's, it's, this is weird too. And I don't know, maybe this is an LA thing, but at this fancy dinner party, they're eating Chinese food, which is kind of funny to me. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. So Larry asked the Chinese guy next to him, how do how do you eat the, the rice bowl? <laughs> The guy, you know, I feel like that's less egregious than in the restaurant. I don't know. Asking how to eat something is less bad than, hey, what's good because you're Chinese, so what food is good? You know what I mean? I don't know. Eh, maybe yeah. it doesn't matter. But anyways, John Hamm and Larry are having a good time, and, and Cousin Andy's there, and they get into a fight about the Lazy Susan, the thing in the middle of the table that you spin around. It's got all the food on it. Because Andy wants to eat something. Okay, well, this is I don't understand getting into a fight about this. Like, because Larry, nobody, everybody already has food on their plate. So why does anyone care that Larry wants to get the shrimp or whatever? Well, yeah, I don't know. Because Andy wanted it first, I guess, and Larry wanted it first. Like they both wanted it at the same time, I guess. And there was like a, a who's going to get it kind of thing. And they're, they, they're, it's really just an excuse to use the term Lazy Susan a lot, right? I mean, it doesn't yeah. really matter. You could have obviously – they could have waited for the other person to eat the shrimp or whatever, yeah. But they keep saying Lazy Susan. I want to spin the Lazy Susan over here. And finally, Andy's wife, who we saw a few episodes ago, uh, she says, stop using the term Lazy Susan. It's racist and sexist or whatever. yeah. And John Hamm, with the line of the episode, says, who is it racist against? Susan's? <laughs> yeah, I got up this morning. So... And I, I fell asleep watch, like watching it basically last night. And the first thing I see was you texting me that. And I was just died laughing. <laughs> like, that really was. It's mess. the best line of the whole thing. Like, because it's true, too. <laughs> like, I mean, I. I can see maybe it would be sexist. I don't know. I mean, they, they call it Lazy Susan. I mean, I don't even know the origin. I know what it, Lazy Susan is. I don't know where it came from. Like, I don't know why they call it that. I'm sure there's a reason. But she's really upset. And then so they start making jokes. About, oh, please spin the multifaceted Susan or, you know, or the ambitious Susan. Like, they keep making all these jokes. about. It. Oh, I wrote down one of the words because I, I did not recognize it. It's called indefatigable. Yeah, indefatigable. I always thought it was indefatigable, like fatigue, as in like you're tired, like or so. Like when you you're not means like you you never get tired, like you're indefatigable. But I guess it's indefatigable. I don't know. So that's maybe but, a, a a word you learned by reading it somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. I never. Never. So I, had, I, I never didn't know the word at all. It says a person or their efforts persisting tirelessly. Yeah, there you go. See, tirelessly. But I've never used it in conversation. Obviously, I would never. Yeah, I was like, I was actually like, oh, look at this. This is just like when re- when I was reading a comic when I was ten years old. And I'm gonna look that word up. See what that is. <laughs> so, in her rage, Andy's wife. Because they keep making jokes, spins the lazy Susan super fast, 
the duck sauce or whatever sauce flies off the thing. And it was like it a goes red, right at Larry. Bloody sauce. Yeah, it was like blood, blood red. <laughs> he Larry ducks out of the way and it lands splat on the on his chair right in like the butt spot. <laughs> and uh, you know, he picks it up. He picks up the, the little bowl. Yeah. Picks up the little bowl and it's it's you know, yeah, it's it looks bloody. And so she gets really Susan's uh Susan <laughs> Lewis's girlfriend gets really mad. She's yelling at them. He's like, sh- they were like, she spun the thing. So uh, anyway, they say, get out. And you, you, and Larry David Jr., you get out too. <laughs> I love she called him Larry David Jr. And John Hamm's like, you kicking me out? Yeah, yeah, you kicking me out? I thought that was great. And then they look at this, each other and they go, hey. trailer for the season. <laughs> you know, like, right. but to see that the lead up to it was great. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. She goes, all right. Like they both just go, all right. And they yeah, just yeah. left. Yeah. I mean, this is like John Hamm. I mean, Larry gets thrown out of places all the time. So he didn't care. And now John oh, Hamm is realizing like. dinner parties, like the, uh, the UFO right. filter, Larry. And when. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the knife and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's brilliant stuff. So. I mean, John Hamm, though, is in it. Like, I love it. Like, he's not offended or, or upset by Larry at all. I feel like he's the only one in the history of Kirby enthusiasm is, who is just okay with everything that Larry's doing. So, and the next scene, um, Becky is going to going skiing in Denver. Larry, she says, oh, I'll text you when I get there. And Larry's like, yeah, you don't have to do that, which is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'll know about it. He died. step. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I don't know if you died. So, but then uh, she does break her leg when she's on the slope, and she calls Larry, and she's like, oh, so, yeah, kind of it, very unLarry esque. He's like, he'll be right there. Yeah, is what he says. He calls his travel agent, and uh, you know, the next flight is at th- three or whatever, three o'clock, and he's like, okay, but it's like not first class and it's a middle seat it's a coach she's like it's a coach seat and uh you know it's and it's in the middle and Larry's like "Mm, you got anything else but they didn't have any first class so he says get me the next first class seat to denver which is pretty hilarious i mean like there was a whole thing in john hodgman's new book about like once you fly first class it's it's you can't go back you know (laughs) so (laughs) it's pretty funny so even though he says to be right there, the next flight is until like nine o'clock that night or whatever. So he's home. He's packing. He's getting ready to go. Leon calls him. And he says he needs someone to cover the newsstand. Yeah. And so Larry's like, oh, shit. So he goes to ask Jeff. This was on the trailer last week. And he says, Jeff, I need your help. And Jeff says, no, nah, I'm already in sweats. And he's like, what? Is this the immutable laws like of sweats? Like, once you're in sweats, you can't go back? Larry, Jeff says, yeah. Once I'm in sweats, the day is done. Yeah, it's a, so, a Jeff law. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he can't, uh, you know. So Larry, even though he's got to catch this flight, he goes he goes to the newsstand to help Leon. I love Leon's line here. He says, this guy's taking a 40-hour shit. <laughs> 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 
So Larry's got to go. Um, oh, because Leon, it's basically another. Leon is at one place. He's at the shoe shop and, place, but the the right. Uh, he's Larry like, has to he watch has the news. The newsstand guys waiting for him for it depends on him for his six p.m. piss. That's that's right. That's right. I I should have mentioned that Leon's not there. They're all on cell phones talking to each other. So then John Hamm shows up, and he's like. He's going to help him. You know, he's going to watch. He's going to cover the newsstand while Larry – so Larry can catch his flight. And Larry says, I really appreciate it. And they go, ah, ah, ah. And I love John. He puts on the, the – they, they, they put on the apron again. It's, it's, it's classic. And then when John Hamm has to talk to the customers, he's like, you know, why don't you just, like, look online? Everything's online now. Yeah, it's all online anyway. Yeah, but he's really getting into it. Actually, he's really enjoying the new sim. Anyway, so Larry goes to the airport, and he's cutting the line, and he's because he has to catch his flight. He's like, "I'm ordinarily not a cutter," and then sort of randomly, he asks this two this black these two black people who are at the front of the line. He says, "Are you?" He asks if they're together, and they're like, "Oh," so they're they're offended because. He was making a presumption, and he's like, "No, I mean, if there were two people sitting next to each other anywhere, I would, I would assume." But so, but because they're black, they're like, "Oh, yeah, sure." You just assume that we're, you know, we're only, and they never met. So, anyways, like a Jewish couple too, because he says, "If I see somebody with a yarmulke," and then right, somebody standing next to him with the kerchief and the mahjong set. That's right. He does mention the Mahjongs. <laughs> so, but, but because they're black, and then they're the security guy that scans your ticket in. Oh, I hate that. Is guy. also black. Well, no, I don't hate that guy. Yeah, but I hate like, like not that, that guy in particular. When you go to the yeah. airport, like you're like sometimes it's on your phone or you get the thing printed out, and then at that part sucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole thing. Sucks. But I mean, obviously, they don't let anybody. Who's not flying past that point? But yeah, it's just it it's it sucks. You gotta give him your ID. Yeah, yeah, I know. And the shoes, man, freaking. Then you have to hold your ID for one metal detector. Because one dickhead with his dirty bomb. Now we all have to take off our fucking shoes again with the feet. And I always have like a lot of stuff. Gross. My fucking laptop and my iPad, and it's like. Put, sometimes they're like, put it all in one bin. And then other times they're like, oh, right. each one of these things needs to go in a separate bin. One shoe per bin. I know. You know, it's like, fuck Yeah, you. sometimes they do that. And like, I'm always wearing a belt. Like, oh, take the belt off. You know, it's like, come on. One guy 20 years ago, almost probably, or whatever, like 18 years ago, got on a plane with a shoe bomb. And now for the rest of our lives, we got to do this. And it's not like it blew up. He was just a lunatic. Yeah. Shoe bomb. All right. I'm sorry. But anyways, but because this security guard is black and those two people were black, now he selects Larry for the random security tests or um, security search. He's like, no, it has nothing to do with that, sir. Yeah, obviously it it does. So so he's, you know, he's going to be even later. So, anyways, yeah, John Hamm is at the newsstand, and he's telling people, oh, just look online. It's fine. Cheryl shows up. She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, 
oh, well, you know, I'm watching this Larry. And he says, oh, you're Cheryl. I could really learn a lot from you. So they agree to go get coffee. He's like, what about the news? He's like, eh. tension here, too, with those two. And you're like, oh, I wonder if they're going to hook up, maybe. You know? Yeah, I thought about it to go, you know, make sort of revenge more for the right. sister yeah, again yeah, or something. Maybe I would. So, um, John Hand takes off the apron and leaves, and then it's literally seconds later, a kid on a skateboard comes and like starts stealing magazines. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Larry goes back to his house. Jeff and Leon are sitting on the couch watching TV. I don't even remember what they're watching. Um, it's like some kind of Law and Order or something, right? I don't even yeah, know what they're like watching. Law and Order. It's like the. But, but that's like the standard, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, I love watching Law and Order. Well, it's on like 24 hours a day. Yeah. yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Cable, so I don't know that it's on all that much. It's on like you. It's on it some network all the time. I never seek it out either, but I happen, I do see it. Especially all those months where I was out of work. It was always everywhere. Law and order. Law and order. Am I like. My so Larry. Amy, like, you know, like younger millennials that like they're obsessed with that show, too. It's fucking like weird. <laughs> that I always hear weird. people talking about Law and Order, like seriously, all the time. Now. Like I don't know why. I've never watched. I don't think I've ever watched like a full episode. I've caught some, you know. I remember when um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was on there. SVU. I watched those for yeah, a couple of seasons. It was good stuff. But uh, yeah, he's I mean, good. I, yeah, he's. Seek it out. I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's fine show. I'm sure it's fine. But uh, Leon and Jeff are really into it and they're debating stuff. And Larry comes in and he's all mad that Jeff wouldn't help him. And he says to Leon, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I you know, I screwed it up for you. He's like, oh, I quit that job. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Leon didn't even care. But it's like, Yeah, he's like, oh, I quit that shit. Quit it was a lot of work for like himself and Larry. Like, <laughs> Right, it was his, it was just, his. Job. It's like Larry's business idea, and he just doesn't really care that he gave it up. Yeah, like, oh, whatever. Yeah, the guy quit that shit. It, so, it was funny too. Like I mean, earlier, when um, oh. he dropped Becky off at the airport, and uh, like, what are you going to be doing? Oh, I'm going to help my friend uh, set up a business. Yeah, and he's like, that's right. Satisfied. Yeah, he's all excited. Yeah, good stuff. So, anyways. John Hamm and Cheryl are, they go to Mocha Joe's, which must be the only coffee shop in the world. I mean, I, but it's funny. They're, oh, yeah, the Spike store. Yeah, Cheryl's like, like they don't walk tell by. Him. Yeah, don't tell Larry we're going to to Mocha Joe's. But I, I love it. Even John Hamm's like, oh, yeah, the Spike store. I heard about that. Like, he, he, <laughs> yeah, like, the, he seems into the it. Spite store. And I mentioned yeah. it like last week or the week before about like the signs in front of Larry's thing. You might be able to see it if you pause it here. It's like, no wobbly tables <laughs> on the sign. <laughs> Latte Larry just says no wobbly tables. <laughs> well, I mean that's a good because as soon as I go into Mocha Joe's, John Hamm notices that the table is wobbly. It's the, the first thing, like he... almost to the word dialogue of Larry's interaction. With that's Mocha right. Joe. And then yeah, because Mocha Joe brings a. Uh, Mocha Joe comes over. He's like, "Hi, hey, Mr. Ham. It's great." He's like, "How's that scone?" He's like, eh, "It's really more like a muffin." <laughs> he's like, "No, that's a, that's a scone." And then he, he's like, "Well, all right, I'm going to enjoy my muffin." 
Yeah, he, he says it just in Larry's tone and the exact verbiage. And then he takes a sip of the coffee. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, the nose. That's right. He takes a sip of the coffee. It's not hot. He sticks his nose in it, just like Larry did. And then he says, oh, that coffee's plenty hot. And he says, it's and plenty not, which I thought was a great line. <laughs> After he plenty not. Like, what a great. Yeah. Oh, so good. So Mocha Jones tells him to get out. And he says, you're banned. He says, I don't care. <laughs> like he, off screen, he just yells. This. I feel like John yeah. Hamm was having the time of his life doing this. Oh, he had to. So, and Cheryl was like, I cannot, I can't deal with you. You're just Larry. You've turned into yeah. Larry. So here she was thinking yeah. maybe she's going to hook up with with uh, Don Draper. You know, she's open yeah. to the idea. I'm not saying she was going to. But she's oh, like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll talk Who to you about Larry. I'd she's sleep like, with I John Hamm. Are you this. kidding me? I cannot do this. <laughs> So uh, the final scene, Larry finally shows up at the hospital in Denver where Becky is with her broken leg. Um, he flew first class. You know, he tell, she's like, why? Where have you been? I called you like a, yesterday. You said you would be right here. So she's mad at him because it took him so long. Uh, you know, he's like, well, you know, there, there were no seats. But he actually finally admits there were no seats in first class. So um, she's like, get out, you know, whatever. But then he tries the bleeding rectum lie <laughs> to see if that was like, well, uh, this bleeding, right? This condition, well, whatever. Like, so, I'm going to be honest with you because I've been honest with you up till this point. And I'm yeah. always going to be honest with you. And then he tells the lie. I know. That's like the lie, the same lie that Lewis told. The same lie that he said was a terrible lie that he, you know, he could have come up with a, a thousand better ones. But he uses it. It doesn't work. She tells him to get out. Then he asks if he can eat her jello. <laughs> she tells him no. He's like, what about that jello? And he's kind of like, eh, eh? It's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, classic curve. That one has had everything that you could ever want in a curb episode everything came back around all the jokes everything uh just this definitely the highlight of this season and if you asked if you're going to ask me like in years years from now like what are your top five curbs this is going to be in there i don't know what number or whatever but this was definitely be in my top five this was i had so much fun just watching this uh, we were we blasted through it so quick uh I just wanted to mention two lines that I, I really liked when uh <laughs> when Leon's spitting on the guy's shoe <laughs> and, then, and then the guy's like guy walks away and he's like I'm not giving you <laughs> any money. <laughs> he's like Yeah. Uh I don't give a fuck. I don't work here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. He says I don't, I don't work here. And that's great. Uh, Oh, it was just so good. And then uh, when Larry was at yeah. when Larry was doing the gotta go, covering for the guy at the newsstand, somebody comes up and is like, "Do you have vegan living? Living? Do you have vegan li- living?" Oh, and he goes, <laughs> oh, "Who gives a shit?" <laughs> Tells yeah, yeah. who gives a shit? Get out of here, <laughs> Larry. He there's, there's, yeah, I know that is great. This he's goes so, back to because he's yelling that. at Leon over the phone. Yeah, and the guy asks him that, like as he's there yelling on the phone, he says, "Who gives a shit? Get out of here!" 
I saw <clears throat> some critical um articles, maybe just one, or when when the season first started about how season the season started off where he's walking down the street and he takes a selfie stick and he breaks it and then the whole episode was like about like kind of like me too you know, or you know sexual harassment stuff and they were like I, has larry gone too far like he's just attacking these millennials why did he break their stel- selfie stick and whatever and like i feel like the vegan times or v- vegan living thing yeah. in there too was like like a similar kind of joke it's just like larry you know yeah, it's, it's no holes barred you know i don't agree it with is, art it is it is red, but it was just like they were like oh you know i think this is starting to be not funny anymore is what somebody said and if they saw the vegan living joke to that person probably was like oh i never you know what i mean <laughs> Who gives <a> shit? <laughs> he's making fun of this person trying to live a healthy life or something like that. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Uh, he, this is just who Larry is. He's not like, he doesn't, he hates everybody. It doesn't, he hates. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, what'd he do? He millennials are, a selfie stick and then he knocked over all the razor yeah. scooters and he's asking Larry, oh, uh, that's last, right. yeah. asking Leon, like what color of uh milk he is or whatever. <laughs> Chocolate milk. Well, I love like even, when he's interviewing, uh, like last week, and he's interviewing the the kid, uh, you know, to work there, Sam Winokur, he's like, it's, "It's the most disgusting people are coming, you know, the dregs of society." Like, I mean, like <laughs> he doesn't even, <laughs> yeah, he, he hates everybody. It does. It's fine. It's the way it is. But I mean, as far as it being funny, I mean, I don't know. It's that's that's up to your taste, I guess. But. Me, for me, this it doesn't get any funnier than like than John Hamm running a vegan magazine. To me, that's hilarious. Like uh, that is I, my no, that kind was... of joke. And I have plenty. Of <laughs> well, I just love his. I don't like making fun of them or anything. Yeah, I'm... that joke hey, was that... great. Who gives a shit? Yeah, uh, it was. Well, the the timing and just he was so the anger like at that moment, you know, like it was like who gives a shit? Get out of here. <laughs> I love it when Larry says stuff like that, you know, and when he says like, like the line when he said about like the bullshit story, I'm going to blow this bullshit bleeding <laughs> rectum. Like the way he says bullshit a lot is really funny because he says it with such like force and such vigor. Like right. I remember and- my, one of my favorite curb moments. <clears throat> Do you remember the episode when the weatherman, well, Larry suspected that the weatherman was telling people it was going to rain so he could get, the golf course all to himself. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Larry says, cause the guy's like, Larry, there's a jet stream, uh, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, there's a jet stream of bullshit coming out of your mouth right now. <laughs> I just love the way he says it is so funny to me. I just love what, something about Larry David saying bullshit. is the funniest thing to me. It just cracks me up every time. <laughs> and, so and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this, when he was this, done t- telling Lewis to like, you know, it's like I really appreciate it. He he throws yeah. the I really appreciate it onto Lewis. She throws it. Right. He throws it at the CEO girlfriend, and it actually works on her. Yeah, it works because he hasn't that's, revealed that's to Lewis the funny that he thinks joke. That that's a ridiculous thing to say. Just, I know, but it is funny. Thing. People do people do say it all the time. Yeah, that's a him and John Ham thing. I'm gonna notice it. I don't know. Like people say that. In yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. They do. Huh, interesting. 
I don't know if John Hamm is coming back. I hope he does. I had a feeling like that because they didn't end it. I thought for sure by the end of the episode, John Hamm was going to be like, oh, Larry David's an asshole and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to hang out with him anymore or whatever. But they didn't. John Hamm never changed his mind. He, he was with Larry all the way he, until he actually became Larry. <laughs> and the fine tooth comb that thing, to, one thing we didn't mention was that Larry, he's he's playing Larry in the movie, but <laughs> the movie's premise is that the Larry David in the movie stole this idea for Seinfeld from right. a show in Australia. And so Larry starts getting really yeah. pissed. I didn't steal anything. Yeah, Larry's upset. Yeah, I didn't steal it. But it's it's just a, it's not even really about him. That's so like what does it matter? Yeah. But I thought that was funny as well. Lawrence yeah. Lawrence Dean. Lawrence Dean. Lawrence Dean. <laughs> yeah, he's upset about that. But I don't know. Yeah, it is pretty funny. They do. Uh, they make a lot of references to like yeah like second Larry David or Larry David Jr. Which, which, but that was, so this is what I love when after Seinfeld had been on for so long. And now it's the same with Kerb, obviously too, you could play with the characters in that way a little bit. Like when they had the, they had like the episode of Seinfeld where Jerry suddenly became emotional and he decided to let his emotions out. And he would, he was like, I love you, George and stuff like that. You know, like, I, and I love that we can play with this, the character of Larry David by having John Hamm, act like larry david it's just it's, it's so funny it's kind of like when when jerry and kramer switched apartments and they started acting like each other yeah and yeah i mean i just love and that stuff still like and this john ham he's still like handsome guy so it's a different guy playing larry david it's not like when larry plays bernie sanders it's like this is right. what this guy looks like and he's like way younger than you and good looking and people <laughs> like cheryl and Susie, like even if he's acting like John, like Larry, they're still like, look at him and see, ooh, it's fucking John Hamm. Sexy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, yeah. So he was born in 1971. So he's not that much older than us. I thought he was old. Oh my God. I think, yeah, he's pretty close to my brother's age, actually. But he's, so he's his late 40s. Yeah. We're, we're a few years behind, but we'll get there. I don't know. For some reason, I thought he was like 150 years old. I don't know why. But, yeah, oh my God, he's been in so many good movies. So How he's born in 1971. I don't know. I don't want to look at that. Let's, okay, because I have IMDb open. I will click on the town because it's right here. I don't want to type anything, but oh, because yeah, they were both the in the town. Yeah. Let's see. Ben Affleck. The town was a good movie. I mean, Ben Affleck oh. is a good director. I'm just gonna say it right now. I, I don't like yeah, him as I a have, person. Um, Look at that, 1972. So they're like the same. Actually, John Hamm is a year older. I barely have, like um, months older. What is it called? Argo, because my friend Jerry worked on some Wired magazine thing that was on on my my podcast. If you, if you heard that episode, oh, yeah. Jerry worked on was Wired magazine. Then they did like all these all this artwork. That ended up like being used in and inspired the Argo movie, and I, I even told him on the show. I was like, I don't know. I like kind of got bored when I first started watching that movie, but now that I know that I have a connection to it, I, I'm gonna watch it again because, uh, and I bought it, but I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. 
Oh no, it is, Argo is a very good movie because there's like um, Jack. Kirby I, I do like it because it's too. yeah, because they make this movie, this fake movie, out of uh, yeah. You should check it out. I like Argo, but the town. Yeah, that was the first time I saw Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I, he's a better director than he is a person. That's for sure. Oh my God, Baby Driver! I John Hamm just has done a lot of really good movies. That's oh, another one that so I good. haven't seen yet for some reason. Come on, Baby Driver! It's a lot of stuff one of the out there. Best man. movies I saw. And I own it too. I you just got it. it. I you'll love Baby Driver. Oh, it's 2017. Jesus, why did I think it was like last year? <laughs> Time flies. Anyway, and go, stuff comes keeps coming. Watch out. it, man. Keep up. If you if you got a couple more days, like in the, you know, laid up and in, in bed, just watch well, Baby I, Driver, man. It's, yeah, I have Superman Red Sun. I, I want to watch, and then also I, I was like, oh, you know what? I was flipping through the HBO app, and I was like, you know, I don't think I've ever actually seen Black Swan. And I started watching it, and I was like, I'm not going to watch this ballet movie. I don't care how interesting no, it looks like it's going to be. It's I creepy, but it. it's not really something you need to... Yeah, it's fine. Because I was like, yeah. oh, maybe we're getting like a Stanley Kubrick vibe off of this. And then I was just kind of like... Yeah, no, it's not a Stanley I gave up like 10 minutes. Ago. I was like, I'm never going to see this. No, it's fine, but nah, you don't need to. You don't need to watch it. <laughs> Anyways, I hope John Hamm comes back. He's one of my favorite actors, and um, even if he doesn't, at least we had this one episode because this is gold, as he says. As uh, yeah, this it's is gold. gold. Yeah. You know what else you should watch? Actually, uh, um, with John Hamm in it, and a lot of other good people, is Good Omens. You sh- if you haven't seen that, you should try to hunt that down. Um, I forget what network that was on, but that was a good show. The based on the Neil Gaiman uh, book. Gaiman? Oh, it's like an Amazon. Gaiman? Yeah, it was an Amazon Prime thing, yeah. Yeah, I want to Gaiman? Gaiman. It's got David Tennant, who oh, was yeah, Doctor Who, and also the, the Purple Man. So, it's really funny. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. But um, Yeah, we went pretty long. Thanks for this. Yeah, we did. Christ. It was like, uh, but there was a lot of shit done Good long episode. Yeah. Yeah, that last week's was only 25, so I'm really happy. They gave us our money's worth, which I didn't pay for it. I'm using your HBO account, but that's okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk to you chumps later. There you fuck. This is gold. Toes rank second on the body, only to the testicles in terms of how repulsive they are. St. Patrick's Day tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. The custom of bumping glasses with a cheers came from Old Rome. But when in Ireland, slancha. Keep cooking simple with an Irish cheddar beer bread paired with a crisp, cold Chardonnay. Finish off your feast with an Irish coffee or nutty Irishman your guests will crave. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine. Total Wine More is you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at our always low prices. Slancha!
St. Patrick's Day tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. The custom of bumping glasses with a cheers came from old Rome. But when in Ireland, slancha. Keep cooking simple with an Irish cheddar beer bread paired with a crisp, cold Chardonnay. Finish off your feast with an Irish coffee or nutty Irishman your guests will crave. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine & More is you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at our always low prices. Slancha.